Take the money and run. Coming here with a brand new Stir the Pod podcast show. I'm your host, Trevor, and tonight we are joined by Andy. Andy, how you doing tonight? What up, what up? We're also joined by Alex. Alex, how's it going, man? Yo, yo, yo. And we are here. We are back. Back, back from the Redemption House. It is time for one of favorite episodes of the year, Stir the Pod, Ride or Die, preview show uh let me tell you nothing gets better than this the, the butterflies are building up in the stomach i know alex has seen the full list of our rankings but we, i me and andy have zero idea uh but i'm excited i don't know how you guys feel tonight uh andy i'll kick it off to you first how, how are you feeling tonight oh i'm ready like i'm back like we we got through all of these last three weeks where they just pumped out their own versions of our Mount Rushmore's. So shout out them, I guess, but really shout out us. Um, but I'm back. Like we literally have EP one next week. I am so excited. We've been gone for so damn long at this point. It's back. It's, it's hoodie season. It's challenge season. I'm all in. Wow. Love to hear it. Alex. How you feeling tonight? I'm pumped. This is this is one of the best ones every every year. Um, we've had our kind of two three week preseason. That's you know it's fun. It gets us back in the swing of things. But there's just nothing like a full brand new fresh season of the challenge. Um, and it's really just a lot of optimism at this point. We've seen it. And I know we're going to probably start with kind of this our opening thoughts on the season. But you know we've seen. A, a declining past few seasons and i think the producer's job yeah, in a lot of ways is to give us optimism with the trailer with the cast list with all of that and you know it's easy for us to buy into it and i all admit hand up i have bought into it i'm all in for season 38 but yeah i mean i'm pumped uh we got a full season preview tonight and then it's just kind of crazy thinking that uh seven days from now we'll be recapping one episode yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we got Mikey the Doctor in the chat. Love to see it. The OG himself, the trivia king, Boogie Brown, in the chat tonight. Love to see that. Uh, so before we get started and seeing our actual list, you know, Alex kind of hinted at it. Uh, he's excited for it. I'm excited as well. I think I'm less excited than Alex, but it's just good to be back. And Andy, I don't know if you want to add in anything real quick, but... I feel like we're just, it's just good. The season, the season for me, there is, you know, I haven't, hand up, I haven't seen a trailer yet. Maybe we'll do a live trailer watch tonight. Uh, but I don't know. I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen the trailer. So Alex might be able to speak more about the season um, or Andy. Yeah. So I think the bulk of our, preview tonight is going to be the power rankings where we 
power rank all 17 teams tonight. But I think we want to spend a few minutes just talking about almost like a mini state of the challenge from last year and where we are now. I just did the math here. I think part of why I'm so excited is the last challenge episode that we had not flagship, not or not sorry, not all stars, not USA, any of that bullshit. Can I, can I call a quick timeout? Uh, are you watching what's on the television right now? Because if you are too, very smirk moment in challenge history right now. If you're still watching these segments when bananas and West team up, so smirk. Sorry, continue. So the last episode of the real challenge was 287 days ago. It really? Was, it was it was December last year. That is Are you just kidding me? I think I saw I, I saw someone run the stats recently. I think it's either the longest gap between two seasons that we've ever had or second longest. Like it's usually it's I don't know, three months. Now it's been like ten months. Is this the longest drought? When is this the longest drought up? I just Seriously. said that. Oh what what sorry, I was Andy's in the chat, you know, blowing some shit up. I think I smell some smoke. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. All right. Let, let, let me ask you guys this. What, what do you want to see from this season? You can take that wherever you want, but we've had bad seasons recently for a lot of reasons. But I just if you want a good season for season 38, what do you want to see? Let, let me go this route with you. Because I think the challenge has tried their own different ways of having this happen. But I would really like to see, and I hope the format allows for it and the twists and whatnot. Like, I hope we get some really good alliances with backstabbing where it's like you get the OG feel of like there's one big alliance, another big alliance, maybe a third, where it's like there's multiple teams that are part of a larger alliance going at each other simply for like political reasons and to get farther. Like you don't have to throw a skull twist in there. You don't have to like throw anything in there to, to like force feed it down the challenger's throats. Just let it happen. Like naturally, like it will. And like try to have like a veteran, like get up some, get like get the rookies together and like be part of theirs. Like I would love to see that. Cause I don't like, I personally feel like we haven't had that in a while. What do you guys think? Like just the natural, forming of alliances that last throughout the game uh the one thing that i want this season and uh, andy everything you said i i I mean who doesn't want that like you want to see that backstabbing you want to see the like i want to see the vets go at each other uh the matchup that i want to see though um i want to see jordan versus fezzy again that's the matchup i want i think both of those guys their heads, their egos, you know, I mean, we saw it tonight, you know, down goes Jordan. Ah, that's, that's all in Jordan's system is, you know, if it's bananas or Darrell chirping in his ear, Hey man, Fezzi's calling you blah, 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 or whatever. And you should go into an elimination. Woody. I don't know. Those two in an elimination would be fun to watch. Um, and I think you could kind of parlay what I said and you said both. Because, like, if alliances were formed, I highly doubt Jordan and Fezzi would be on, on the same team. one. So, like, if you had that, like, fighting throughout the whole season or, like, throughout the first half of the season, whatever, and then, like, that's the best part about that matchup that you talked about in an elimination 
is if you get the buildup throughout the season of like, oh shit, this is going to be a big outcome. Yeah, and and I, I think, you know, for any season, two of the biggest components that kind of play a part in like how good it is, how entertaining it is, are the cast and the format. And with the cast, which we're obviously going to break down, I'm, I'm very excited about this cast. And maybe it's not as deep as some of the ones we've had, but we have heavy hitters. And that's a big change from some of the past few seasons where you have – 12, 15 rookies that you're never going to know again. Now we have a Bananas. We have a Laurel. We have a Turbo, Jordan. Like, we have heavy Wait, Turbo's hitters. not on the season. We have heavy hitters coming back. So I think the cast, at least for now, I think is in a good place. We'll see. But uh, would, what would, I'm most excited about is the format just because of the fact that we're not switching teams, hopefully. I think we're not switching teams. We have 17 pairs. That's a lot of pairs. But if they're not switching teams every episode, that's what I'm going to look the, look forward to the most. We've seen the past couple seasons, it's just so hard for us to follow and be interested because people are switching up, stealing partners, getting mad. Now we have 17 teams from the start. We can say, here's my favorites. Here's who I think is going to you know, fly under the radar and just follow them the whole way. I, we can talk about this more later on, but do we think these are really like ride or dies do we think these are the best pairings like i mean spoiler alert obviously bananas and nani are partners but would you like to see someone else like who who is a better friend on the show than nani kenny okay well it's, isn't it boy girl yeah it's yeah. boy girl for everything bananas and sarah Moral. i think i think oh, nani's actually a good one for those two because they i oh, think they I, I, I like but like I, I look at some of these, and I'm just to be honest, like Jordan and Anissa, like they're friends. Oh no, no, they 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 definitely fabricated a lot of these in this the same way they did on like all the rivals and exes seasons. I like, think. why not try to go Jordan and Naya? Ooh. That team would that team would be arguably number one. <laughs> And there's a reason why Jordan fell off my power rankings. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Or there's um, a big weight holding them back. <laughs> all right. Are we ready? Are we ready to reveal? I feel like our maybe our first six, I haven't looked at the list, could be very – you might just fast forward the first five minutes of this because I honestly have no idea half these people. Yeah, that no, that's a good point. Let's, let's start with the rankings. Um like Trev just mentioned, there's 17 teams. That's a lot of people, a lot of teams. But I think at the start, at the bottom of our list, 17 to 1, there's going to be a lot of rookies. There's going to be a lot of double rookie teams. And so I think for a lot of these early on, they'll be pretty quick. Um, and then we'll just kind of work our way through it all. Uh, Boogie writes, Naya was going to be on but got injured before filming. It's good to know. Thank you, the Boogie, best, for that. Inst the best ability is availability. Exactly. All right. So as you can see, we got our power ranking sheet. We're going to go through the bottom half first. We're going to go a little one by one and coming in last place. Who? <laughs> Olivia? I mean, come on. It looks like a Horcrux from Harry Potter. How you say that guy's name? <laughs> like, good Lord. Uh, do we even need it? Like, like I said, do we even need it? Like I have zero idea. Uh, Alex, who are these, who are these characters? Who are they from? 
I don't I, I honestly don't know. I I know some things about some of these rookies. Um I'm trying to Google a quick picture of them. So, so we can it looks like the Horcrux guy is from something of Stados Unidos five. Here, let me pull this up for Alex. If you want to go back up, I can pull it up so we can see the picture. Uh yeah. One who was what were their names again? Uh Horcrux and Olivia. That's gonna be his name for the whole year. So let's zoom in for a second. So oh you saw it. Okay. Interesting. All right. I mean, no, I mean, no idea. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. No idea yeah. for me. Uh, let me just throw this out there as like, a, I wouldn't be surprised if this team quit. <laughs> smirk. So Andy, why? I'm just curious. Why'd you choose this team last? I just can never imagine TJ saying, Horacio, you've won an elimination. Yeah. I just That's don't. Fair. And again, I don't. I, don't hate. I know nothing about these people. That was the first time I've seen a picture of them, and it wouldn't surprise me if they quit. <laughs> Sounds good. The, so the, the only silver lining is Olivia might be bad. We can't tell. God. All right, moving on. Tied for fifteenth. Okay. All right. So those are the ones that are tied for fifteenth. We got. I mean, like again. I don't even know what to say. Who are these characters from? We got Kim from Prince Charming 3. So, I mean, where are we pulling these people from now? Um, I mean, it seems like they're just pulling them from, like, made-up shows. Oh, like, Kim is, like Real Bros of Simi Valley. Kim is a guy. Wow. Yeah, Kim is the guy. She's with Kim Goss. Uh, shout out, friend of the program. <laughs> Uh, then we got Colleen, who's from the Mole, Germany. Interesting. Oh, so all right, let, let, let's do Kim and Colleen first. Um, I mean, I don't think we have a lot to say on them. I did watch. I don't know if anybody on the cast has seen it, but they uh, the challenge posted like a one minute clip of like the team interviewing. Um, the Kim guy seems like he's actually like a decent athlete, like he's in decent shape. Um, I just. I just know nothing else about them. So like I had, I had, you can see I had them 15th overall um, and that's where they fell. But I mean, maybe they can win an elimination against fucking Horcrux and Olivia. Who knows? But I mean, they're just, I, I got nothing else on them. They, they look like honestly like sisters. Really? Interesting. Uh, so our next characters, um, Tommy and how the fuck do you say that? Analysis? <laughs> in the least. I'm kidding. Big Brother. Uh, in the chat, obviously, we don't watch Big Brother. Uh, hopefully, Boogie, Mikey, some of you guys uh, might be the Big Brother experts. Um, I have nothing on them. So, Alex, anything? I, I don't know anything about them. Um they were last on my power rankings uh, because neither one of them looks the least bit intimidating. Tommy looks like an idiot, and uh, Annalise looks like an even bigger idiot. So, I mean, I just can't see them winning anything. Yeah, again, would not be surprised if these Havies are the first ones to go. So, Boogie writes their trash. 
I mean, if Boogie speaks their trash, I'm I'm team Boogie. So uh, I stand so so far we got six rookies. Six rookies. All right, moving on. Fourteen. Let's give Boogie some Grammarly. Johnny and Raven. Interesting. Again, no fucking idea. Oh. So this, this is like, this like the cast is going to get on, and these four teams are going in every single elimination until they're gone. So Johnny's from Love Island, and who's the other girl? What, what's her name? Raven. She doesn't even have a show on here. What the hell? Fresh meat. She she might just be Johnny's ride or die. Like Ooh. I know her. From oh, my- I didn't even think about that. Interesante. Oh, so she's got to be the bottom of the barrel. I I had them. I think uh, this. I don't know. This might be the last of the all rookie teams here. Which is just so classic that they're the bottom four of our consensus rankings. Um, but when I looked at all the teams, just the pictures of them, they actually like this Raven girl looks kind of intimidating. She looks like she could win an elimination against, I mean, obviously Anissa and some of the veteran girls that we have here. Um, so, like, I mean, if, if we just talk about challenges overall, I feel like you always get that rookie team that manages to stay at least five episodes longer than they should. And so if you're asking me to place a bet on that, you know, a little plus 300 sprinkle, I'll throw it on Johnny and Raven. God. Um, Alex, out of respect, can we call him Johnny throughout the entire season? Little Johnny, he does not deserve that respect. Uh, I think fake Johnny. Fake Johnny? Is that what we're calling him? Yeah. There's there's already Johnny and little Johnny. This is fake Johnny. Who's Johnny? bananas well yeah i don't we don't call anybody johnny except little johnny true all right moving on third also if you're looking at the numbers right now i also love how i mean we're all pretty much spot on with these spots i mean in this order i mean andy literally perfect 14 through 17 um i don't have my last place on there and Alex doesn't have his 14th in there. So that's where we're standing on. Just a lot of rookies so far. All right, moving on to 13th. Wow, bang. Desi and Mariah. Wow. Okay, let, let me start with this I, one. I think last – wait, listen. Let me before – Have you start speak, with this one? Well, yeah, I'm going to speak because last week on this pod, Desi, you, you know, he's going to be last in my power rankings. You can assure me that. I see him 13th. I don't see him 17th on yours. And I don't care about rookies or anything like that. Earn your stripes and everything like that. I put him last. He, I am the true Fezzy hater. And he's just all this. That's all I got to say. Are you done? Yes, I'm done. So here's the thing. And I said this during the last power rankings, and I know I said it last season, that Fezzy will always be dead last on my power rankings. Comma. <laughs> of all of the veterans. Yeah, that was a University of Tennessee. Exactly. I'm using his own line against him. You remember when he went on a rant for about 15 minutes about being last in my power rankings? Like, I yeah. just can't, I can't not put Tommy in analysis above him. I just can't do it. I have too much respect for the show. But if you were to ask me who I think is the Low man on the totem pole for the rookie or for the veterans, it's always Fezzy. It's always wow. been Fezzy. It always will be Fezzy. 
But like, is Fezzi gonna beat Horacio? Horcrux? I mean, yeah. Like the only way Fezzi gets below these clowns is if he punches fake Johnny in the face. God. That's the only way. Alex, you have him tenth. Uh, yeah. Here, uh, any explanation? So yeah. So so let me go this route with you guys. Um. So so I think I I agree with Andy's explanation of. However you want to look at Fezzi, there's just like a rookie threshold that you almost can't go below. Um, unless like rookies, you hear something about them or they look amazing, whatever. But we've seen four rookie teams so far. So I just consider them out of the picture. Fezzi can't be any lower than them. And so you can see I had them 10th overall, which basically means that I kind of had them in my next tier um above some of the people that we're going to get into in a, in a couple minutes but the question i'll kind of ask trev is what made you give him 17. like i said um he doesn't deserve my respect um he's trash and i will never have respect for him um and I am just the true Fezzy hater of this uh, group. Uh, like I've said, and Alex has been brought up, like Fresh Meat 3, we are definitely the true people to that. Um, so, so, let, so does that mean that you genuinely believe that Tommy and Analysis and Horcrux and Olivia are a better team than Fezzy and Mariah? I mean, people forget. Fezzy quit in the finals last time we saw him. People don't forget that. I think I think you do. You ranked them thirteenth. <laughs> well, yeah, because they pulled Raven Simone literally off the streets. Raven Simone, she's off on the, the streets. streets. <laughs> she's working a nine to five HR job, and fake Johnny calls her up and says, "Hey, you want to go on the challenge?" And she says, "Sure." I can't have Fezzi below that person. But what's I he do. doing? What's he doing nine to five? Probably training, thinking he's got a shot at the combine. <laughs> Exactly. So what's any different? That that can help him in the show. Uh, uh, he right, quit final. Let, let me ask let me ask you guys one more question about Fezzy. And just objectively all Fezzy hate aside, what can you see this team's ceiling being? Like the absolute best that this team could do. I would say the absolute best, this is their Super Bowl, is getting eliminated right before the finals. I That's do fair. not see this team making the That's final. Fair. I do see this team as, a, again, their Super Bowl. If Fezzi's on roids and on PEDs throughout the whole time, just making it close, but no cigar. And All I think right. sirens mean I'm right. Yeah, pardon my tech studio. And it also uh, that would also be perfect for him because we all know you do not want to go home right then, and that's when he's going to go home if he reaches his Super Bowl. But he can't even make the NFL. How can he make the Super Bowl? <laughs> it, I, I think in our overall power rankings, we're now reaching the the phase of it in the 13th spot where it's we've gone through all the rookie teams. Now a lot of them, I think, are going to be. We know one person on the team. We have no idea who the other person is. 
And so like Fezzi and Mariah, we have no idea who Mariah Carey is. Like all we can do is give our ratings based off of Fezzi. And so I mean, realistically, Mariah could carry Fezzi. Like we don't know. Up the mountain. Kenny. Wes's partner. All right, moving on. 12. And Emmy. Nom and Emmy. Um, not to be confused with I'm an alien. Uh, this team, I mean, me and Andy are spot on. 12. I like that. I don't know. This team to me, Nom has so much to prove to us. I don't even know why he's on this season, if I'm being honest. Uh, he's just kind of a stick figure kind of character. So uh, I don't know. Andy, Alex? My my favorite part about this is us having Nam slightly above Fezzi. Like, that just puts a smile on my face. And I also think if they went into elimination together, that Nam could genuinely beat him, which would just be amazing. But we, we know what we're going to get with Nam, and more importantly, we know what we're not going to get with Nam. Alex? Yeah, I think for a lot of, if we want to say a veteran is anybody who's done at least one season, I think in these rankings, they basically fall into like one of two categories. One is like they've done the they've done the challenge long enough and shown enough that like they're pretty high on the rankings because we know what kind of their ceiling and their average is. But then the other side of it is Nam, which is like somebody who's been on two seasons and I feel like we've seen all that Nam can offer, which is nothing. I mean, the guys, his first season, I feel like he was on maybe halfway through and did nothing the entire time. Didn't win anything. And then last season, I think he got, he got COVID and was literally didn't say a word like the Pikachu meme was gone before episode one was over. So in my mind, it's just like, what are we doing? Like it's, it's about as sure thing as the STP better than night winning as it is not learning a single thing about Nam. Like, what the? Who is Nam? I don't know him. Uh, that's a great question. And I don't. What, and I, I know Emmy even. I think I, I think I know Emmy even more, even though I don't know anything about her. What What is Emmy on? Is she on anything or? Uh, Beauty and the Nerd too. What was that 90, 90 minute comedy that you just mentioned? <laughs> Beauty and the Nerd too. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Alex, I haven't seen this. Uh, Boogie Brown brought it up. Uh, Fezzy, um, or Boogie Brown writes, Fezzy tweeted something this week that was pretty delusional. If you don't mind looking that up, I would love to know. I don't know, Boogie. I I saw a lot of it. Um. I, I don't know the backstory because I think he was basically having beef with whoever the guy was that won the USA challenge. Oh. And he, he was – no, no, no. And part of it was he was tweeting highlights of himself at the University of Tennessee saying, oh, tight ends in the NFL can't make these plays. Like, I know I was only FCS level, but, like, you don't see anybody in the league making these plays Chattanooga. And so I think it was just – like like uh like Boogie said, like del- literally delusional. Wow, I might he have to just, look that up at the end. Fezzi just cracks me up. Yeah. He's literally just like 
a, a, a former athlete thinking they still could do it, trying to do whatever they can to still get that competitive itch. It's like, buddy, you're on the challenge for a reason and you're not good at it. And you think you can play in the NFL. He's like that kid. He reminds me of that kid in high school or yeah, like coming out of high school, going to like some big university, like let's say like an Indiana or something. He played like all these high school sports, wasn't good enough to play in college. And he just, he's like the ultimate try hard and, you know, flag football or kickball or whatever. And he's just terrible at it. That's the vibe I get from him. But moving on, we still got a couple more rankings. We got very close to our top 10. Number 11, Amber B and Chauncey B. Uh, Chauncey Billups and Amber. Uh, what, what are we thinking about this team? I had them a little higher. I just gave a little respect to Amber. I mean, people forget she won a challenge somehow. Uh, but obviously, like Alex brought up, we, we don't know half these the partners. I mean, it could be a toss-up. Uh, like I said, I just decided to give her a little more respect than probably Alex and Andy did. Um, so that's why I went kind of in the top 10 at nine. All right. Well, let's not overlook the fact that I said 11 and had 11. My rankings have been absolutely spot on. Um, but I think what's really going to screw them is in all these teams, their political game is carried by whoever has been on this. Hence why the rookies will not have a political game. And Amber's political game stinks. Like, I think she's burned a lot of bridges over the past, like, season she's been on. No one can trust her, at least from my perspective. So I don't think she's going to overlook that. And I think once the rookies get faded out, Fezzi probably quits in an elimination or loses to Nam. I think at some point in time, they're going to look around at the veterans and think, who do we want out? And I see this team being a prime target for that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think they're just firmly in that middle group of competitors, which is a long list of teams. Um, just like from a, a physical athletic standpoint, I think this team would actually be a little higher. Amber has shown that she's a runner. She has good endurance. She can win some eliminations. And Chauncey looks like a pretty strong guy himself. Um, so like, I think they could win a, like the right elimination or the right challenge that kind of combines a lot of those things, but just from like a, a gameplay perspective, I don't know where their strengths are here. I don't Mm -hmm. know who they could kind of line themselves up with. If it was like Amber and maybe a, a guy who has done a couple seasons and knows the lay of the land, maybe that's different. But when you're like, person on your team who's kind of going to likely be leading politically socially is amber somebody who has only done a couple seasons and really just got like carried by Darrell that year she won it all and then i mean just caused a lot of problems her second season like i i I think on paper in any given challenge elimination this is a good team outside of that which is 50 percent of the game if not more they're very low on my yeah. What, where would you, I mean, without looking at the list and obviously you don't know off the top of your head, where would you rank Amber among girls? Would you say like, she's a top five girl this season, top three, like how, where, where are we thinking? I would say outside of the top five, inside the top 10. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I I think she. I mean, we have her eleventh right here. I think she'd definitely be higher than that because I think she's higher than any rookie girl, mm-hmm. and we have at least two or three, if not the size of four, veteran girls ahead of us that we're going to get to that I would rank Amber above. So, like, I think Amber herself, relative to a lot of these people, is pretty good. But I was just I mean, there's a there's a chance that they finish higher than this, but I just think they fall kind of right in this middle pack. Good analysis, not to be confused with analysis. Okay, moving on. Top ten, top ten. First number ten, Nelly. In was that Nuri? Nuri. Nuri. I mean. Nelson, arguably the most likable guy on this season. Uh, I mean, just the absolute goat. Scuba Nelly, I hope to see great moments from him uh, this season. Uh, obviously, partner, no idea. Um, who Who is – do we know who his partner is? Isn't it like a family friend or something? No, no, no. I, I know a little bit about Nuri, actually. All right, what, well, all right Alex, Ooh, take it away. Explain it to STP. It sounds like somebody did a little uh, inside information. So, Narice was on Are You the One uh, season five or season four? It was actually, I think it was season five. It was not with any challengers. Um, Narice was on that. And then after that, she went on X in the Beach with Nelson. And Devin was there. I think Morgan and Jay were there. Um, and they basically played it up as, you know, Nelson and Narice were exes. That was like their storyline that season um so they brought narice on she had already been on are you the one and uh this is probably i don't know nelly had been on a few challenges at this point and so they played it up as their exes whatever and so now obviously they're together they're partners now i'm a big fan of narice um she seems like a very just like semi-normal girl and like decently athletic like you can tell she works out has endurance and you can follow the page i i would suggest that um but as a team i'm just all in on them i like nelly t he's so funny he's hilarious he's a veteran but i'm in i'm in for both of these i love this team yeah i mean thanks for the info um had no idea uh andy anything i'm curious to see who's gonna be ninth because i think one thing you guys are overlooking slightly is I see this team doing well in the political game because Nelly's so likable. If there are other relationships that they can lean on to help them, like I don't know, um, Nur- Nuris, what's the name? Nuris. I don't know, Nuris. Um, but I think Nelly seems to be able to last a little bit longer than 10th in this game, even though I, I think I had him at nine. Um, and my, my sources tell me that Nuri is, is pretty bad. So I think I might be in on Nuri's as well. Um, but I, I think this team's going to be – they're going to go as far as their political game will take them. Okay. Hopefully that is uh, a pretty far uh, way. Trev what, Trev, what are your thoughts on Nelly? I already told you. I mean, Scuba Nelly, arguably the GOAT himself. Uh I would love – I think you, we talked about ceilings and everything like that. I would love to see Nelly in a final this season. I would love to see him just not even necessarily win the show, 
but just him to go through a final. I I would just love to see him again go through it and uh, see how well he can do. I mean, Nelly Nelly is team smirk. Yeah, I I think this is maybe our uh, team so far that has the highest ceiling and the lowest floor, but not even necessarily in a bad way. Like, uh, I think if you told me Norris and Nelson made the final, I wouldn't be that surprised because Nelson has made finals before. Norris seems to have good endurance. Maybe they just kind of find a way. But if they get, like, somehow Nelson, you know, has run his mouth, they get sent into an early elimination, they can't win. Like, I feel like there's just a lot of different outcomes for this team, but I'm excited to watch them. They're like on the on the ride or dies like poster or whatever. They're like one of the teams on there, so you would think that they have somewhat of a of a big role this season. I, I'll say, regardless of the outcomes, I would bet a lot of money this team is top three in just general entertainment factor. Okay, because Nelly T, Smirk City, again, I'm getting a lot of people saying Nurice is bad. Like this is going to be a fun team to watch, and that's that's saying something. What 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 do we think? Mikey the Doctor writes, does Nelly T break his daily losing streak? I think so. I think this is the year. What's the number at, Alex? I think it's in the 50s. That's I'm kind of I'm kind of counting on Mikey the Doctor to to chime in if he does know. The la- I think before last season it was like high 30s or mid 40s, but yeah, it's it's so underrated in just the 51 movie says. <laughs> the fact that Nelson has competed in 51 daily challenges in a row and has not won is insane. The course of several seasons, several partners, several formats. Like you think of all the times where it's like eight people winning at once and Nelly is just on the wrong side of that. That's just incredible. What a legend. All right, moving on. Number nine. Ooh, okay. Jay and Michelle. Michonne or whatever. How the fuck? Doesn't she pronounce it a little different than Michelle? Michelle. Very Michelle. Okay. First thing I would like to say about this ranking. Andy, a little disappointed you have them at 10. Why? I thought you were going to have have them at like six. No, no, no. I know you and Michelle. I know you and Michelle. Very Gabby Allen-esque too. I mean, Michelle's pretty bad. Don't get me wrong. And I thought this was going to be team number nine. And the reason I have Nelly above them is because I think Nelly's political game will take them farther. So, like, I think these two are in the right nine and ten slot, but flip-flopped for that reason. Like, I don't think Jay's bad. I don't think Michelle's bad, but she is bad. But I just don't see – it also goes into the political game. Like, who are Jay and Michelle going to be, like, buddy-buddy with? Like, I think buddy-buddies with – Fezzi and Casey. See, that's not a great team or alliance to be a part of because you know those two are so like up each other's ass that like at the drop of a hat they'll turn on anyone but each no, other. That's fair, but I feel like they are more up. Like I don't know. I I I like this team. I like. I mean, people forget Jay beat CT in an elimination. Yeah, but that was like that was big fat CT. Oh, come on. He won the next season. Well, I know, but then he kind of got slim CT. Like, slim. <laughs> oh my God. So he was like a 12-ounce can of Bud Light and went to, like, what, a high noon? Yeah, more like 
he's at a high noon now, but he was like a 16 ounce like Budweiser, and then he went to 12 ounce Bud Light, and now he's at high noon. Wow. I don't know. I, I just figured you would have her just a little bit higher. You know, I always thought you had a little soft spot for her. So I, I, I was curious of where you were going to rank her and I understand, but, uh, well, and I also, I do think hand up. I think Jay's kind of a little bitch. Oh, wow. I'm surprised. I don't, I don't dislike the guy. Mm -hmm. I just think he's kind of a little bitch. Okay. Alex, anything real quick? I, I like this team. I think this is another one where there's just a lot of outcomes. Like they could go in somehow. I mean, we don't know how the format is. What if it's the last team gets voted in and they somehow finish last because it's a weight thing. And then the elimination is a weight driven thing. And this team just like can't hold up. But there's also a world where they have teams liking them. It seems like they're going to play a good social game. And I mean, if they made the final they could win a final because they both have good endurance. They're both good at those like weird things. So I just think there's a wide range for this team. This is another team though, just outside of how good I think they'll do. I'm excited for them. I'm excited to watch them. Um, Jay kind of had that, you know, CT moment that he's been skating by. Um, he Didn't he get screwed by Teresa? Wasn't that his partner that kind of screwed him over a couple years ago? And then yeah. – he, then he missed last season. So it's kind of like we've seen the peak of what we think Jay can do. And then he got screwed like over. And he called him like a little bitch and stuff. I mean, he's gone. He went into a few eliminations and won them. Yeah. He did. And I don't, I, I, I didn't, I'm not saying he's bad. Little bitch is not a re, like, re, like reflection of his output on the show. And I, I genuinely like watching him on the show too. But he can still be a little bitch. Both things can be true. I think I think he gives little bitch vibes. That's Jay what I'm does. saying. All right, but, all right. At this, but at the same time, I like him, and I also like Michelle. Michelle was pretty bad last season, um, and I think like it, bad competitor. No, she was bad. So and, she was she wasn't bad, but she was bad. Yes, correct. And she like for the first I don't know four episodes of last season, she was like one of the main girls and then she just like lost and it was kind of weird how like production hyped her up and then she went home so early and so i think it would have been easy for them to just not cast her again but again i'm glad that they're i'm glad that she's back i'm glad jay's back seems like they have good chemistry just as like good survivor friends so i'm all in on jay and michelle sounds good all right moving on i'm about to release both seventh places tied we got jordan and anisa and Tori and Tamara. Turbo. Or Turbo, 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 Turbo. Classic mix-up. You know, before I uh, we speak on these guys, I cannot believe how close her rankings are. Like, we are pretty lined up with everything. So right now, seventh straight down, we're matched. Like, one through six are all the exact same. I mean, that's pretty good for us. Yeah. My so, top six are all still alive. Oh, I guess me and Alex lost our sixth. We still well, – who am I missing? We'll oh, get into God. that. We'll get into that. Oh, okay. All right. So we let's go into – let's go into Turbo. Um, what are our expectations of him this season? We haven't seen him in a few seasons. Uh, kind of a nutcase kind of person. Kind of. Uh, I think the last time we saw him was actually, yeah, against Jordan. 
Um, you can't. What what was it? You can't copy my walk. You cannot copy my walk. I mean, so what what do we think about uh, Turbo and Tamara? I think Turbo and Tamara for me is I, I mentioned earlier. A lot of these teams are one person we know, one person we don't know, and it's kind of ranking the person we do know. And we know Turbo. We know his peak. That's why he kind of slid up to what was it, sixth or seventh? Like Turbo. His rookie season was one of the greatest season performances we've ever seen when he won War of the Worlds. But it's just such an up and down. You compare that season to the next season, and it was like, is this guy okay? Like, does he need, he should be put in like a facility. Like, he's insane. He can't talk to people. He's getting mad people copying his walk. Like, that's not what a grown adult should think about other people, like walking around the house. So, it's just such like an up in the air thing. Like we know, and we've seen that turbo has the capability to win a final, win a hard final. We just don't know a whole lot of uh, outside of that for both of these guys. I, uh, before kind of what you said there, kind of how he went off the rails, he almost gives me Antonio Brown vibes of like something happened to him. Vontae's hit. I like and that. It's like a nut. He's like a nutcase now. Uh, so he's just a loose cannon. Could be kicked off this season. I don't know. Um, and, and Trev, I like that because there's clear talent there. Exactly. There's clear talent there. But when you don't have the mentals like in a line, at some point in time, Turbo's going off the rails. And this is a game you need You need that. Yes. Uh, so, Andy, any other things you want to touch on with those two? No, I would just say it's kind of – polar opposite on my view with Nelly where like Nelly in my mind will go as far as the political game will take him. I think turbo is going to get as far as his physical game can take him until the political game and him losing his mind catches up to him. But I think his physicality as a competitor can still take him far clearly as we have in our rankings, but it's going to be his downfall for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think with Turbo and, and Tamara, I, either one of two things is going to happen. One, he's going to come back. He's going to be level-headed. He's going to understand like there's people trying to get in his head. He, there's a social game to it, and he's going to do however good him and his partner do. Like maybe they finish fifth. Maybe they make the final. They don't win. But like nothing goes off the rails. Or – he goes off the rails himself and it's just like, we can't bring this guy back on like that. Maybe that first season in a weird way was kind of a fluke where he just didn't know what the fuck was happening. So he was kind of like a robot and just like compete, 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 win, win challenges, win the final. Whereas now it's like, he's just thinks too much and he like computes in his own hard drive too much and he just goes off the rails. And so I'm very curious to know, after this season, if it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we can bring this guy back on again. He's like a good competitor. He has a level head or like, no, no chance. We've given this guy enough shots. Absolutely. What, one thing to also last closing thoughts on Turbo, but correct me if I'm wrong. Kara was his like person in his corner, keeping him level headed throughout the majority. Correct. Correct. She's not here. like, no, it was, it was Nani. Oh, it was Nani. You're right. Wait, I thought it was Kara. You know, Nani, it, Nani and Turbo were partners for You're a right. long time. How is that possible when Turbo sent Nani home? That was after the whole thing <laughs> switched. 
But that's another storyline. If we're just yeah. talking big storylines, I think is a, a good one is Turbo and Nani. Because Nani was the one, I think, like you said, that kind of reeled him in on a leash for the majority of that first season. Sounds like. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, tied for seventh, the other person we had, Jordan and Anissa. Um, I think... I think my power rankings when I sent it to Alex just said sixth play sixth was Jordan straight up. Um, so I don't know why my ranking doesn't just have Jordan separate from that and somebody else somewhere else. Obviously, we all know why this ranking is where it's at. Uh, Jordan with arguably 99% of other people probably would be top five. Um, the downfall is obviously his partner. Uh, can Anissa do anything for him i mean if i'm being honest like look mo most of these teams consist of four hands that can contribute to their team winning something this team has one <laughs> so that's an uphill battle to climb right there I mean, those are – I mean, it's just kind of how it is. It sucks. I love Jordan. I do. And you're right that with anyone else, he's confident. Because Jordan's proven year in, year out, that even with one hand, he can bury many people with two. But it's not one versus two. It's now one versus four. So it's going to be tough. I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> This is uh, honestly one of like the saddest power rankings that I've ever had to do because it just feels criminal to put Jordan so low. Um, but that obviously just speaks to how bad and overweight Anissa is. Um, I mean, it's just – it's sad. And, and we've seen some things in the chat about it, and we'll see it play out. But basically from what I've heard is this was never a planned team. This was never a planned partnership. I think Jordan was supposed to be with Naya and they brought in Anissa last second. They found her at the buffet and they said, get on the plane. Um, and so they replaced Naya pretty easily. And so that's why like the team itself makes no sense. If you think about it, Anissa is quote unquote, best friends challenge co-host with Tori Jordan's fucking ex fiance. And the fact that now they're just partners and, it, and they've like never like been friends on any of the seasons that we've seen. So their partnership itself makes no sense and just kind of rating them as a team. Like we've kind of said is that Jordan is a legend. He can do everything. He can do it all by himself. He can do it with half competent partners, but Anissa is not a half competent partner. She's terrible. She's God awful. She's worse than every single girl we've had. Um, and so it's just so hard. Like I, I, I go back to just feeling bad for Jordan because he doesn't deserve this. He's won three titles. Why should he have to be paired with pig roast? Here's the thing. I think if Jordan can take this team far, this has to go down as one of the biggest feats in challenge all time history. If he can make a final this season, is he I the go? Is he the go? Got to be in discussion for a go. Yeah, I mean, even if he gets it to like halfway or like the second to last elimination or something. You add that to his resume. 
you say three-time challenge champion, runner-up, whatever, Wait. this many elimination wins, made it 10 episodes with Anissa. Like, that's on his resume. If he were to win this final, would that be two wins for him? For Jordan? I think that would be fourth. No, no, no. Like, this would count as two wins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should. Should? If that. Should be two more. Two and a half. <laughs> What's <Wait>. that? <laughs> Jesus. All right, moving on. Going to six. Darrell and Veronica. Okay. You know, this is another team. I very, very similar vibe as, uh, what's it called? Jordan and Anissa, I think, personally. Uh, I gave it a little more loving because I just think, I'm so biased on Darrell. I think Darrell's awesome, and it sucks that he's partners with Veronica. I almost want Jordan and Darrell to be partners and Veronica and Anissa to be partners. <laughs> like, that'd be awesome. What? Could you imagine? Why not? You couldn't That's have two cool. polar opposite teams. I know. Those teams would That's be awesome. It'd be like the Super League. Like, it'd be insane. Uh, I think, but like I said, I feel like it's very Jordan, uh, Anissa ask team. Like, yeah. I like them, but my ranking is solely because of like Darrell with anybody else would be higher. It's just the land land. I think, again, like, I think our rankings, even if we don't have the exact number right, even though I typically do, like, within the groupings of, like, two or three teams in a row, the whole list I really like. Because, like, just like you said, these two teams we just talked about are very similar. A guy who's very good, a girl who's been on the show for 10 years longer than they should have, and is now, like, in, let's just say, not the best shape of their life. So, like... It's about like how much can they overcompensate for them. And like, again, Jordan's really good. And he's still like, in my opinion, in his prime and Darrell's kind of on his twilight years, but Darrell's one of the best challengers of all time. Yeah. Alex. Yeah. yeah I, I think if you, if you look at the spectrum and you have Jordan at the top, Anissa at the bottom, I think the similar thing is Darrell and Veronica, but it's like Darrell's a little below Jordan, but Veronica's a little above Anissa. So they're kind of like, they kind of split the difference in a way. But at the end of the day, it's the same story. Like you have a really good competitor who's shown what he can do. He can win finals. And yeah, we know Veronica's won finals before, but it's just not the same Veronica. It's like Veronica ate Veronica. And so there's just like, there's just like, I mean, what's the ceiling for this team? This team's not winning a final. They're probably no, not making a final. Right. It's like like Andy talked about, I think it's like the elimination right before going to the final destination, uh, maybe one before that. Like, there's hope, but it's just like the hope that will kill you. Like, you know it's coming. Like, snip, snip, goodbye. So, anything else or should we do our top five? Top five, top five, top five. All right, moving on. Five through one. Moving on, number five. Kayla and Sam. Wow. I, as you guys know, I'm not a Kayla fan. Uh, 11? Yeah, I don't fucking care. Explain. Let's Who's hear it. Sam? Who's Sam? Yeah, so, Trev, tra tra you, you got to kick this one off. Honestly, yeah. I'm just not a fan of Kayla to begin with. 
how I looked at it was Kayla and Sam. Let's compete them with Jordan and Anissa, for example. Obviously, Anissa way worse than uh, Kayla. Like, I get that. But I, I view Jordan as way better than Sam. Moving on the list, same thing, Darrell. I have no idea what Sam brings to the table. I'm looking at it as more of a guy to a girl comparison, which was probably wrong to do, hand up. But that's just, in my eyes, that's kind of how I, I did it. Uh, and like I said, I'm biased, not a huge Kayla fan uh, to begin with. So, Yeah, I I mean, I had Kayla and Sam, obviously, what was it, four on my rankings? Both of you guys um, got her at four. Yeah, I, I mean, Kayla is maybe top four girls on this season, maybe top five. Really? Um, I just, but she's I don't like, know. She's, she's a, a proven challenger who has won eliminations, seen maybe a couple finals. Um, and I just, I, I don't know anything about Sam other than what he looks like. And he looks like to be in pretty good shape. Um, they are obviously married, which isn't a lot to say about challenge relationships or things coming from this world. But you would think that that means they have somewhat good chemistry and they can work together. Um, they're the only – I mean, that's another thing we haven't really touched on so far is that the whole th- theme of the season is ride or dies, which basically creates a lot of different types of relationships. You know, there's like just challenge veterans coming together, friendships, relationships, exes, whatever. And so there's um, – Kayla and Sam are is actually like they're married. They're the only one that's actually like still together and in a relationship. And so I just like this team um, because I think they can compete very well at anything. They seem to be pretty well-rounded Kayla. I'm excited to see her back. I feel like it's been a few seasons. Um, I, I just like this team overall. Gotcha. And like I said, Andy, for when you stepped away for a second, I just didn't value Sam. Like I said, Anissa, way worse than um, Kayla, hand up. We all know that. But I value Jordan way better than Sam, and that's why I just kind of kept pushing people up that that route. Well, let me go this route with you, because two things that I want to talk about with this team. First off, I don't think you can – like what Alex just said, I don't even think does it justice – this is a married team. Okay. Like, there's going to be no butting heads, you would imagine. Or if they will, like, they'll be able to work it out because Bear's not on the show. So, like, Jesus. I think they'll, they've got that bond, like, from a relationship perspective. I think that will do a lot for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I get what you're saying about the guys, but I disagree with you. Because I think if you look back at a lot of the male-female teams and seasons, a lot of times it's carried by whoever's got the stronger female. Okay. And my power rankings reflect that. And if you look back, like, the only one that – the only, like, the main outlier for that, in my opinion, is when Landon and Carly won Fresh Meat 1. Or Fresh Meat 2, sorry. Um, Arguably the best season of all time. How did – ruin an alliance by mr beautiful but um i think even with that carly still showed that she could compete and hold her own when she needed to and like in your analogy like just imagine an elimination between jordan and anisa and sam and kayla 
you know who the weak link on that field is. Like, do you really think, and I'm genuinely asking, if those two teams win elimination, you think Anissa is going to do enough for them to win? Um, Not necessarily that. I just think Jordan will. But it's a two-person team. Like, you, I, I, again, I, I, like I, – I get that. But like I like I was saying, I think the difference between Jordan and Sam is greater than the difference between Anissa and right. But again, and this is my personal preference. No, no, and, I, and it's fair. Like I, I exactly see what you're doing. Maybe I was a little too drunk when I made these rankings, and kind of just you know when you forget to add one team, you kind of just have to slide them into one spot. Maybe they were an eleventh for me. Um, Alex, what are your thoughts? What do you think? On because Trev's taking the approach of the guy carries it more so like whoever is well, the better. Well, of- put, put, hand up, hand up, real quick. Sorry, let me let me say before we even get started. I do agree with you, Andy, with that. I think the girl carries more, and I understand where I put the rankings. I get that my rankings moving forward, where we'll see where I ranked people one through four. Somebody who I ranked second is the exact reason you just said. So we'll just forget that, Alex. Your opinion? I I, I think. It's kind of the old adage of you're only as strong as your weakest link. And whether that's a female, male, whatever, if you look at Kayla and Sam, the the weak link there is Sam because we just don't know anything about him. And he seems to be like better than whatever uh, Jordan and Anissa's weak link is, which is obviously Anissa. Like I'll, I'll take Sam over Anissa. Like maybe not in the buffet all you can eat section of the of the final, but I'll take Kayla and Sam in that. So it is kind of who your weakest link is. And I guess from a rankings perspectives, I I was just more surprised that that Trev had them at eleven compared to four, as opposed to me and Andy having them four and Trev having them seven or even like eight. Eleven is like that's way down there. I I, okay. I, I struggle to find 10 teams. That like are- I said, I'm not a Kayla person. I'm biased to that. It, was I a little intoxicated making the list? Absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. So moving on, moving on to the next one. We got our top four dogs. Number four. All right, moving on. We got Laurel and Jock. Um... I'm excited to see Laurel again. I think Laurel is a beast. Uh, don't really know much about Jock, but uh, we'll see. What, any other opinions to this team? What's up with that pronunciation? Isn't that how you? Isn't it J A K K K K K K K K K K K? Like Jack? Yeah, it's like Fezzy. I think it's more of a yak. Yak. Hmm. Rock. Rock. I mean, this is going to be a good team because they have Laurel, but I don't know Yak at all, and I also don't know their relationship. That's why I gave Sam and Kayla a slight edge, even though we also don't know Sam. Like Kayla's or Laurel's a beast. We all know that she's also kind of in her twilight years, but I still would not fuck with her. And they're going to be a good team, but I don't see them doing anything crazy alex i i think we're kind of firmly in the in the section of the rankings where it's like these are the top teams these are the top tier 
we could see them making a final. And I think Laurel and Yak fall into this. Um, obviously, we know what Laurel can do. She's a beast. We have no idea what this guy can do. Um, but, I mean, Laurel is Laurel. And she's going to carry this team. She seems to, I would think, have like a good social game in the house. If she can be friends with Nani, Bananas, Jordan, like she has existing relationships with a lot of these people, even like Anissa. Like, I think her social game will actually carry this team maybe even farther than her like physical game will. But at the same time, she can go into any elimination and win. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this team makes the final just because of Laurel and she's that good. But at the same time, we haven't seen Laurel in a while. We don't know anything about this guy. So I think the ceiling is very high. The floor is kind of in the middle, but I wouldn't be surprised to see anything between it. Yeah, I think uh, we're all, I think we've all kind of said, it's great to see Laurel back. Um, But honestly, like, do we think this team makes the final? I think they have a shot. Okay. I think that I, I think I mean, we have four. How many how many teams do we think are making the final? Four or five? I think three or I think three or four. Okay. So I think I think we're firmly in the range of like anybody here personally would not surprise me. And also just point out that Laurel hasn't been back since the old elimination thing with Ninja with all of that controversy. So yeah, don't get me started. I, I can remember I can remember Trev doing that recap. And we specifically talked about how Laurel's last confessional after all of that shit went down was like, I'm going to be back. And now we get her back three years later. So yeah. Remember um, the special a couple weeks ago. Well, I'm, I think it was last week's one where we saw that elimination played out again. And TJ was kind of a dick to Laurel. He was, I mean, people forget Teach blew the horn. So, I mean, like, if we're looking at any other sport in the world, the game is stopped. It is either a timeout, the play's dead, whatever. He blew the horn. There's no reason why Ninja should have – she didn't She didn't do the right thing either. Like, how does she just automatically – the whistle's all dead. It's like, you know, the play's dead and you pick up the ball. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, so, I wasn't a huge fan of that. That's for another time. We're still p- powering through. We got our top three right here. Uh, moving on, number three. Devin and Tori. Devin and Tori being number three. Andy, you have them at number two. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious because I, I believe now one, two, and three, we kind of know the order at. Um, should I just, should we reveal number two right now and we can kind of embrace debate number two? Sure. Okay. Number two, we got Casey and Kenny. Uh, I thought you were a big Kenny guy, uh, Andy, so I'm a little surprised you have them uh, behind uh, Devin and Tori. Watch but, it. If this was Mr. Beautiful, this would be number one. Uh, so you can go. You can take the floor first. Why do you have Devin and Tori above Casey and Kenny? Couple reasons. Okay. Really, I'll say couple reasons, but it boils down to one overarching theme. We know them. Okay. We know both of them. They've both been on this show multiple seasons. They have tons of experience, aside from number one, who has 
literally decades of experience combined. But this team knows how to knows how to run a season. They know how to run a final. They're both very good individually. I think as a from a relationship perspective, they're both on the same page. They're both probably excited to be with each other. They know they can bring a lot to the table. I see this being one of the teams that runs the house. I really do. Yeah. Because I think Tori definitely, I think, could hold her own competition-wise with any female. Devin, obviously not so much, but I do think he makes up for it in the sense that he's probably the only challenger with an IQ above like 70. So like I see this team doing really well throughout the season. I see them making the finals. And I think Casey and Kenny, I just don't know Kenny. I'm sorry. I don't. You heard it live here first. He does not know Kenny at any. You heard it, everybody. He doesn't know Kenny. Kenny. Um, like I said, you all heard it. Uh, not a fan of Kenny. Alex, giving you the floor right now. Uh, me and you, same thing. Uh, we we had the same rankings, two and three. Why did you rank um, Casey above uh, the other team, Devin and Tori? Yeah, yeah. Comparing Casey and Kenny to Devin and Tori at this point between 17 teams, I feel like is almost splitting hairs. But what I kind of boiled it down to was just the fact that I think we're kind of underrating Casey's resume um, just from the larger challenge perspective of things. She's done three seasons. She's made three finals. She's literally the only reigning champion on this season. People forget she won last season. She probably would have won the season before if Fezzi didn't pussy out like, she is that good, and it's easy to kind of just forget that because of how boring she is and how she doesn't have maybe the size of, like, a Laurel or Emily, and she's not, like, as intimidating, as much of a presence on TV, but she has a way of fucking making it far and winning things and now winning finals. And so I think Casey, in a weird way, like you look at Casey and Kenny versus Devin and Tori, and it's like, oh, Devin and Tori are both better than them. But Casey's done more in three seasons than Tori's done in five or six, whatever she's done. Um, and obviously, you know, then you compare Kenny to Devin. And I think what Andy said about we know what Devin can bring to the table, completely agree. We have no idea what Kenny can be, but I just think that. If, Your brother, brother and sister, correct me if I'm yes, wrong. Yes, they're siblings. Only, only siblings team. Yes, they're the only siblings team here. That's also gives them a, a chemistry advantage, even though Devin and Tori seem to have good chemistry. But I think if if Kenny at his worst case scenario can just be a male version of Casey, can kind of be like quiet, play the political game, be nice to people, be physical when he needs to then I think that's why I kind of lean towards them as my number two spot. Well, Could not agree more, Alex. Uh, but well, if you one other, yeah, one other thing on them too. I mean, when have we ever seen siblings go on the challenge and smash each other's faces? But aside from that, one thing we haven't talked about, and I just thought about this as you were explaining all this, you can't overlook – I mean, there's clearly a still consensus number one seed we haven't talked about that Casey has a phenomenal relationship with. So 
you can't ignore that. Who we think is the best team out there, Casey's piping down. So that's going to help a lot, I think. Yep, I could not agree more. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just the last thing I was going to say is I think rating either of these two teams, Casey and Kenny or Davin and Tori, two overall seems kind of weird because they're they like don't seem like they should be that high. But I think it's just a matter of all of the rookie teams, all of the teams that have a drastic, heavy, weak link. Like, there's just so many like moving parts here that I think you just got to go with what you know. And even though these teams don't feel like they should be this high, I think they should be this high. Absolutely. Yep. So moving on, number one, with no surprise, Banani. Uh I mean, they've been partners already. They know each other pretty well. I mean, they does Bananas have more seasons than everybody combined? I mean, some are asking the question. Um, honestly, this team combined probably does. Well. Durrell, I guess, starts that. No, they have. Yeah, Durrell and Veronica. They have. Yeah. But. Let me ask you this. I mean, we, we can go on and on and talk about this team, and I mean, we have already. But let me go this route with you. Is this a must-win season for this team? No. No? No. Is this a bust? Where is the Where's the bust meter at? Like, if this team doesn't make the final for me, it's a bust. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I, I agree with that. I think this team, obviously, I think there is a big, like, yes, they have a target on their back, but I think their alliances, like Andy brought up with Casey, very strong team, bananas and Jordan, literally bananas in every vet. I mean, is there a vet that, I mean, Kayla's not a huge fan of him, but Kayla is a fan of Nani. So like he has so many protections and like in every corner to me, I, I don't see this team going it depending on if there's a skull rule. Don't see this team going into an elimination. Very CT-esque. I think this is the, a cakewalk for this team to go to the final. Uh for me, I think it's must win. I think it is. I, I, I'm kind of with you, Trev. I am like this team stacked. Like if they lose, it'll be because they lose. It's not going to be because someone else beats them because they're too good. And they've been doing this show for too damn long to know how to screw up, like to know how to not screw up really. Yep. And they know what the final consists of. I hope Nani's done smoking a pack a day. And if she's just in final shape, I mean, bananas came out of the womb in final shape. If this team makes the final and she is in good shape, there's no way they lose. So must win. Alex. I guess. The the, I'm I, I think I'm struggling to think about what we're defining as a must win, and the reason I say that is because when I think of about must win for this team, I almost like instantly separate it by person. And if I think about bananas, I don't think this is a must win for bananas because he has seven rings. He is the goat or the second goat. Who cares? But like he's up there. And then I think about Nani. And, like, if Nani 
competes another challenge and doesn't win, like who cares? Nani's been doing that for 20 seasons. So I, 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 maybe it's just like more of a team thing. Like they are a consensus number one on our power rankings. So they should make the final. They should win it all. But I, I, I struggle to say that like it's a must win for them because I just don't see how either of them should have to win this season. I, well, I, I, go ahead. Here's one thing that if you're taking that logic, you also have to think about where, again, Bananas has his rings. That's fine. But Bananas is also getting paired up with someone who's done this for what, like probably 10 seasons against a large crop of people who've never done the show. So like Bananas should be good enough to take someone who's been doing this for so long and win. And also on the opposite side with Nani, she is with the GOAT of the challenge. Like she is with the absolute number one person probably on this planet that can win her that her first challenge. Like it, it has to be a must win for her. I agree. I, I think there, there is not a scenario like for Nani to win the challenge here. There is like, there is just, if she can't win this season, she'll never win. Like it's impossible. Like she might as well hang it up after the season. Regardless, there's not a better time. The cast list. I mean, the difference between and the same team lost twice in one season to Axis 2. I agree with that. But you look at the – well, of course I agree with it. It happened. Um, Axis 2, I think the teams in Axis 2 are stronger than the teams here by far. I don't even think it's close. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the two, the team – people forget the team they lost to twice. Well, 1.5 uh, was Leroy and Naya and Teresa and Leroy. Yeah. That's a stacked team. That team right there, if Leroy and give or take Teresa or Naya, that team is arguably two or three on this list right away. Yeah. I, I, I guess you, you guys make good points. I guess it is a must win for Nani and the from the standpoint of, like you said, if you're ever going to win, this is your chance. And, I mean, she could have won the past couple seasons. I mean, she was partnered with Leroy in that final, like, it wouldn't have been crazy for them to win. If Nani's ever going to win a challenge before she retires, you're going to do it with the seven-time champ. And then for Bananas, I think maybe it's not a must-win for him, but maybe this is all driven by CT. CT's kind of stockpiling rings. Maybe that drove Bananas to come back into the fold. You want to get an eighth ring, pad your cushion a little bit, like – Maybe maybe bananas wants to win just because of that only. Well, that's what I was going to bring up with the bananas must win is you know the past two seasons or whatever we start this season off like CT he's going to win like we all know that this is kind of how I feel like this is his season it's all like you look at his the big like Darrell Jordan all these top dogs they're with a significantly weaker uh, partner like handicap we partner like you can't really do anything i feel like it's almost like a mario party video game where you give people extra stars to begin the game that's the vibe i'm getting that jordan and Darrell need for the season so i just think for bananas like it like you said it, it softens the cushion between him and ct let me go this route with you if he doesn't win the season if let's just say our bananas meter is here, our CT meter is here. If bananas gets second or third or doesn't make the finals, does he go? Is it more like that or this? That's what that's what I'm asking. 
I say no personally because even though like him and CT are both in their twilight years and CT can still obviously win any given challenge he's on, you have to look at the whole longevity of themselves and like bananas. He is the challenge. Like it's because of what he's done. Like seven rings is seven rings. And even though like he might not be able to pull it off now, if he doesn't win again, we all think he's going to, if he doesn't win, I still don't think that discredits his whole overall status enough to take him below CT for me. And what, the route I was going to go last, and Mikey the doctor kind of hinted at it, is CT's rings that he got were kind of a kind of they were a free agent esque game where he didn't have a partner the entire time through. He could he could move around and get the best person available. That's not the case with bananas. He is you know got the ball strapped to his foot, and this is who he's taking to a final if he's getting there. So we saw CT with a partner. Uh, who, who did he – he was – what was it? A couple seasons Amber. ago. Who, who was this? No, before that. He didn't win. Oh, my God. Who was it with? I got to look. Sorry. But I thought he was partnered up with somebody, like Anissa or somebody, for the entire season. He was partners with Veronica. Yes, that's who I'm thinking of. And he didn't win. Well, he finished like seventh, right? It's Veronica. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do we value? That's what I'm. But like, CT's game solo is a completely different game when he is with somebody through the entire game. When CT is strapped to Veronica for the entire game, can he win? No, he didn't. It was proven. That's I what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. I, bananas, I, so when, when I talked about earlier, bananas here, CT here, does the meter shrink? No, I don't think it does at all. I think. I think, yeah. And I think when we talk about these 17 teams and we talk about on each of them, the strong leak, weak link, I think this is really the only one where you can say like the weak link, Nani, is on the level of 50% of the cast. And the other 50% is below. Like she's on the, you know, you can, you can, compare the exact order but she's on the level of like a Devin, a nelson a tory whereas like the strong link of that team is miles ahead of all of them and bananas is up there with jordan and turbo and durrell but like those people's partner are like way down there so like they have the best like average ranking of both of them which i think kind of leads to the them being not just number one but like a consensus number one for us well, and here's one thing, too, as we talk about like them being the clear favorite and like why they should be able to win this is if you look at our top five from just the guy's perspective. Again, these are the holistic teams that we think are the top five. The guys in that is Fake Kenny, who we don't know, Sam, who we don't know, Yak, who we don't know, and Devin, who we do know, but is not on the same level as Bananas. So, like, they should win this. They should make a final, in my opinion, easily, and they should also win it easily because of who we feel like are the other four of the top five guys. Yeah. Uh, Boogie's I, kind of trashing us right now with thinking not we're giving too much uh, credit to Nani. And I don't even necessarily think that. I just think Bananas carries that much weight. Um, let's go. I yeah, think, exactly. 
I having think- a partner like him changes the game completely. It's a mental thing. Like you can say all you want, hey, I'm gonna throw Johnny Bananas into an elimination until you actually do that. And there has been a few number of people that have pulled that trigger, a la Jordan, a la um, I think it was Isaac in that season as well, called him out. Um, like I don't really see and how that worked out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. People yeah. like CT, people don't want to see CT in elimination. That's why he never goes down there. Um, it's a and, mental thing. Going into someone's elimination, bananas, who has gone down how many times? A seven-time champ. That's a mental thing. Regardless of who you are, it's in your head. Well, and here's the thing, too. From just a political perspective, just like we talked about for Casey and fake Kenny, Nani and bananas have that number two as their number one alliance. And like, I think if you look at this list, even though bananas has obviously ruffled some feathers in the past, like I don't see anyone on this list hating him or more importantly, gunning for him. Like Jordan and Darrell, uh, Jordan and him are best friends now, I guess. But like Darrell obviously knows like we need to get bananas out of this game. But is Darrell, to your point, Trap, is, Dur- is Darrell with Veronica going to call out bananas now. with Nani? No chance. So like they should, this is their season. Like how kind of how Rivals 3 was Jordan and Sarah's season. And, like, going in, we expected them to win. Bananas and Sarah? What did I say? Jordan? Sorry. I didn't know if you were meaning X's too. No, no, no. I meant Rivals 3. We're, like, going into the season, you're like, oh, Bananas is with Sarah. They yeah, should keep walk this season. That's exactly what happened. That's how I think this season's going to pan out. Okay. Yeah, but Bananas and Nani this season, I feel like, is – the number one seed on your March Madness bracket. You almost you pencil them in to week two. They're making the Sweet 16. After that, it's more of a crapshoot, but at the same time, you would still be surprised if they don't make it all the way. Let me let me go this route with you. I also think to us like there's good people on the show this season, but I don't think the teams are as strong as they are in the have been in the past. And I think that's the biggest difference. Now, what I was gonna bring up. If we had Cam and um, Leroy as a team, would they be number one or number two or number three? Where would you guys rank that team? I think I would have them one, honestly. And I know they never won a challenge between the two. I get that. I just think they are the strongest team if those two Good question. If they're an 18th team, they'd be no lower than two for me. Yeah, I agree. If not one. Like, obviously, Bananas and Nani have more experience, more rings and everything like that. But Leroy not winning a challenge, um, Cam not winning a challenge, I think that is a strong that is a stronger team than Bananas and Nani, I think. I think so, too. Um, Let me pose this hypothetical out there as well. Let's say our top three teams finish going into a final. Okay. Who are you taking? No. Does Casey fall on the sword, a la Nelly falling on the sword with Corey? I mean, Casey could be on the show for another five years, probably seven seasons. She knows that this could very well be and might be Nani's last one. Does she fall on the sword? That's a good question. I like that. She should. She should, absolutely, absolutely. I don't know if she would is the thing. That's what I'm saying. How much is the know. prize? Is it a million dollars this year? Or what, what's the – do we I know? Really, I don't know if we know. That's also a good point because think about it. If her and 
because Casey and Nani are obviously in a relationship. I don't know if they're married or what, but they're clearly in a relationship. So if they are going to be married or going to be starting a life, let's say they each each winner gets five hundred grand. If Nani wins five hundred grand and like they start a life together, Casey is benefiting from some of that. Same thing would go on the flip side. So like if Nani wins, Casey would still benefit from it if they're building a life together. Oh, and yeah. and like on the flip side, if she doesn't, and let's say her and Fake Kenny win, Nani would be livid. Yeah. Like I, that thought just popped in my head, and I, I just don't I don't see how she doesn't fall on the sword. Yeah, I agree. I think that I think that would happen. But that would I'll, just be bananas. Johnny. John. Uh Boogie writes CT and Ashley would easily win the season. Where would you put that team? I mean that that's number one for me. CT and Ashley together? I think so. I think I I, I think I would agree with that. Um uh, Ashley, you know, I'm obviously not she's a roller coaster. Um but I think I you, you have to. So, only, only team with both people winning. Actually, false. Darrell and Veronica have won. Now, now that we, now that we went through our power rankings, before we give our final closing thoughts, we do have one last segment that we got to get into quick. Maybe you guys aren't ready for this trivia. It's stir the prop. Oh my god! If you remember, we give our we give. Uh, a prop bet to follow throughout the season. So obviously before the season starts, I'm going to go first because I have mine in mind to give you guys some time to think about what yours is. Um, basically we think of something, we set the line and then we discuss it really, really quickly. And then we track it throughout the season. So I think we've done before, like over under four and a half Josh cries and we yes. monitor how many times Josh cries in the season. Uh, before we get into that, let's give me and Andy time to think about it. Uh, I would like to take this time to congratulate Alex and Andy on the first STP bet of the night as well. Uh, as you follow our Twitter account through the entire year, you will see a bet that will be live every single week on Wednesday night. Could be football, could be basketball, could be hockey, could be whatever it is, college hoops, whatever. Um, Andy and Alex discuss what bet we are going to do, and they decided to go with UCF tonight. Uh, I believe it was plus two and a half. Correct me if I'm wrong. Minus two and a half? Minus two and a half. Uh, and they won by almost 30 points. So congratulations to everybody who played along at home. You guys won some, po uh, won some money in your pockets tonight on behalf of Alex and, uh, or Alex and Andy of STP. Wow. All right, stir the prop. Stir the prop. All right, stir the props. So this is these are things that we're going to follow all season. Uh, mine that I came up with, and we can go in any direction, but mine that I came up with, I think the criteria is going to be a little bit of a gray area, but it's going to be Nani blow-ups. Okay. And what I mean by that is some sort of like Nani getting in someone's face, screaming, not necessarily like tears are a part of it if she cries, but like if Casey goes home because of an injury and Nani cries, that doesn't count. That's not a Nani blow up. I mean, Nani getting mad at somebody screaming, maybe to the point of crying, 
And the reason I say that is because she's with Casey, Bananas, Turbo, like a lot of people that I think could incite a Nani blow up. And so the line that I'm setting is going to be 2.5. And I'll go over. I thought I had the line once you described it, three and a half. I like the over. But you make the line, so it is two and a half. So because I'm thinking three and a half, I'm taking the over. Yep. Yeah. The okay, that's fair. So you guys are both taking over two and a half. I'm setting the line. I almost I'm glad I didn't go. I was between two and a half and one and a half. And I guess just because Nani seems to have kind of mellowed out in the past few seasons. She doesn't seem to be getting into that stuff, but I kept it two and a half because it's Nani. So my line, and we'll kind of have to judge it out each episode about what a Nani blow up is, but I'm just talking about crazy getting in someone's face, raising her voice, cussing, crying, whatever at Nani blow ups, two and a half. Okay. All right. I've got mine. Can we, can we get more than one? Just throwing that out there. No, that's, too hard. No, we'll, we'll, we'll give honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I think Andy said he had his. So. Yeah. I've no. And my, I'm going to start with the line. Okay. My line is going to be zero point five. Okay. Essentially, is it going to happen or is it not? Nelly T daily wins. Over. I'm all in. This is the season, baby. I like it. This is the – my prop is the does he break the streak. I like it. That's I think he does. One. I think he gets it done once. It's going to be tough uh, with a, just one person. It's probably the hardest it's been. Um, I'm going to want to take the under, but I, I, I life is too short to take the under, and I'm going over. I'm going over because if it happens, we win. But at the same time, it's tough because if you think about those early challenges – He's going to start with a 1-17 in shot to win. That's very low, given his track record even lower. And then, like, he could go home episode three, and then it's and then it's done. So uh, I, think that's, I think that's a very good line, but I, I'm going over. Okay. All right, Is that Jeff. it? All right. Uh, my line, I got to think of – I don't want to put it too high. I'm going to do 13 and a half. And it can only happen once an episode that I consider it, but 13 and a half visits to El Club or literally whatever they call it this season, the club, the bunker, uh, whatever, whatever that place is going out, whatever we classify that as, but they have to leave uh, the house to consider a night out or whatever. I'm sending the line at 13 and a half. They have to leave. Yes. Yeah, so we got to see them out like drinking or uh, it can't be drinking in the house. It's got to be like at L club or whatever. Uh, I think if the, if the club for this season is like the igloo was that one yeah. season, I think that counts, even though it's still, yeah, technically yeah, yeah. it's still technically on base or whatever. Um, yes. Yeah. That counts, but leaving like that, it's not drinking like in the, the physical house. Not by poolside, anything like that, but my my gut tells me to take the under, 
But knowing MTV and Buna Murray these days, this season's going to last for 30 episodes. So I think I'm taking the over. I think so too. I don't like it. I don't either. But I'm banking on, realistically, I'm banking on at least 20 episodes, let's say. And let's say the last two. though. But but like, I feel like they're going to go there. I mean, think about this, Andy. These episodes are like two hours long these days. I know. Again, (laughs) I think based on what, based on old school challenge, I'm taking the under any day of the week here. Oh, absolutely. But based on how things are ran now, I'm taking the over. Okay. I'm taking the over as well. Yeah. I think the main thing that's driving my decision is whether or not they leave, which I think we settled on if they don't leave the house, but they go to their makeshift bar, bar setup that counts. Right. So yes. I think, I think this season they're going to do both. Um, we've seen the past couple ones where they all stay at the house because of COVID and all that. But I think at this point they're going to go out to bars wherever they are eight or nine times, but they'll also have the costume parties, you know, the big, like, Oh, it's, it's, it's Devin's 30th yeah. birthday. So we're all going to stay here. But it, it's at like, the setup inside that counts. Okay, so, so wait, so if they set up a house party inside the house, that counts? No, no, no. You said it's oh. outside of the house. I'm no, saying, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, I figured more of like you know in the past where you know they go out for someone's birthday, that counts obviously. But like, both like, will like, have. For example, like the bananas toast does not count. Yeah, okay. no, it doesn't count. No. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying they're partying in a spot. On property where they only party. Yes. It's solely yep. for partying. So in that case, I think I'm still taking the over for that. Gotcha. Honorable mentions. I see one in the chat I love. Mikey the Doctor. Over under 11 and a half times Fezzi receives an LVP vote. That's interesting because I ranked him 17th, so he could be out week. And does Andy have the balls to give him like 18 times after he's eliminated? Yes, absolutely. So I'm taking the over for that. I think I'm taking the under for your reason. I think there's only going to be about seven chances for me to give it to him while he's in the seat, or for us, I'll say, to give it to him while he's on the show. And then that's accounting for five times when he's not to also give it, which I think if he's not on the show, I could maybe max out at two. Yes. Uh, another honorable mention I have is 0. 0.5 uh, number of times uh, Nelly tries to pop a champagne bottle. Bonus points if you can guess if he can do it. Mine take says minus 250 says no, he can't. Well, he would do the classic. He wins, he grabs a bottle like, yeah, he's excited, then he gives it to Norris to do it, to say like, yeah, you celebrated, we're a team, but it's really to hide the fact that he can't so good for nelly gotcha Alex? So, some of the standard ones that i always like are like over under babies this season 0.5 over under babies Alex, is a good one but like just like more format related like over under six and a half people make the final or over under three and a half people get eliminated without losing an elimination like things like that I always like 
or even like over under 0.5 times that CT gets mentioned in just like some Ooh, random. I was, that. I, I was gonna set that line at like two and a half. Yeah, okay. Point five, I think, is easy. What, over what under like, the times we see uh, the bananas backpack. Point five. I don't think so. I'm on. I, I'm I, on I the think they're done with that. What about like two, two and a half, dumb, pointless, useless twists that they try to throw in? Over. I agree. That's a good one. All right, I got something. I got something that's smirk for you. Over under. Over August or excuse me, April tenth, which is also Easter. Will the season still be going? Mm, over over or under april 10th i think april 10th is easter around there i think under i think under too all right valentine's day (laughs) valentine's day is that a little valentine's day is getting close february 14th isn't that when valentine's day is no reunion no like literally we see the winners of the show valentine's day i think i take valentine's day is a good line for that i think i think i take the over I think I do too, but I think it's close. <laughs> Smirk City. Actually, what is 20 weeks from today? Well, what day is Valentine's Oh, day? God. 20 weeks from today, February 22nd. That's a pretty damn good oh, line. God. <laughs> uh, Mikey the Doctor writes, over under 1.5 props they use that make Trev say, who's paying for this shit? I mean, we all know that's an over. I mean, that might be 1.5 per episode, honestly. Yeah. Um, over under Cannons. 20 and a half. Over under 20 and a half University of Tennessee's dot, 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 dots. Chattanooga's throughout the season. I think I'll take the over on that. Uh, here's, here's, here's a good one for us. Over under 0.5 cameos making an appearance this season. Ooh. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Over, okay, here's a good one. 0.5 again. Over, under Adam Meadows' appearances on the pod. 0.5. Under? Under. I think it'd be fun to get a second Fezzy cameo, essentially saying the same thing of like, (laughs) do you remember me, bitch? (laughs) Of all the power rankings, you're dead last in the Okay, so so let me look up. Is he, what's his name? Uh, it's Cameo. Over under, what's our guess for his price of Cameo? 50. 50? Is that where you're setting the line? I'll do 50 and a half. I'm going to go. Wait, 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 wait. I can't make this shit up. Wait one minute. Oh my God. Let's see this. I got to, I got to get this right here. But he's so, humble, Trev. No, no, watch this, boys. Boys, boys, boys. Look at this. This is his page right here. Stop. What, what does this say right here? What video is this? Oh, my God. Can you guys hear? Listen. Um. So, so height has, has nothing to do with it. it. Obviously, I'm a lot bigger than you. I don't know how much, um, much you weigh, but I, I'm not, not going to say, say you can't, but you're – are you kidding me? It's on the main page? Let's go. I mean, the only question I got to be asked, $45. Um, some time with your family and friends. Stop. 
I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, $45. The question we got to be asking ourselves at the end of the day, who's paying for this shit? $45. I mean, come on. I mean, first off, I cannot believe that's on the fucking page. <laughs> the, I did not plan that or anything. I literally saw that. Oh, that's good. Three minutes and 15 we're usually like 30. God. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, over under 2.5 episodes Andy doesn't show up for. Whoa. Under for that, I think the question we might be asking ourselves just with my other schedule is two and a half for Trevor. Yeah. I don't know why <laughs> I'm catching straight. Stand up on that uh, with college basketball rolling around. Um yeah, it's going to be a little dicey over here. Uh, anything else? Any other prop bets? I love this. I love guessing all this fun stuff. Um, over, under, over under number of times Andy has to drink his fa- famous signature Kirkland cocktail uh, per episode. Do you think it would be 1.5 drinks per, per EP? Yeah, that's my favorite cocktail. It's my go-to. Yeah, it's Big. I can't wait to see weddings. Um, show everybody, maybe the bachelor party. Show, uh, do that. Honestly, there is a wedding coming up. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that a different time, but just be on the lookout in the next couple of months. Actually, a little further down the line, but another wedding podcast is in the works. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, with that being said, uh, it's our favorite segment of the night. MVP, LVP time. Um, don't really know how we're going to do this, but uh, you guys know the rules. It's going to be the first response that we get. Uh, we'll do that order of MVP, LVP. So we can go a lot of different directions tonight. Does this count as the first MVP, LVP of this season? Or this no, is I think this is still considered offseason. I think it's still so off-season. This doesn't any, any prop bets of Fezzi that you guys play, this does not count if he makes an appearance tonight. Um, All right, we need an order from the chat. Mikey Doctor yeah. still. What are we? Here. What are we giving our MVPs off of? I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out. Alex, Andy, Treb, Mikey the Doctor writes. Uh, so Alex, <laughs> it looks like you got the stage first. All right, I'm going with MVP, MVP bananas. Unanimous <laughs> number one. He's the reason that team was number one overall. So I'm just going bananas. Write it out. Good pick, Andy. I'm gonna go MVP the challenge because we're back, baby. We are back. Gotcha. All right. Two. Well, my MVP just changed as of five minutes ago. My MVP is gonna be cameo.com slash Fezzy Fitness or whatever it is, because the fact that they are putting our shit on their page is priceless. I mean, it does not get much better than that. Shout out Cameo for a three-minute. Also, it was free when we paid for it little shout out to MTV for doing that, but them showing how big of a bitch he honestly is on their front page, priceless, could not have done anything better. So my MVP is going to be cameo.com slash Fezzy Fitness. Uh, my LVP tonight is going to be Andy's pick of Fezzy being 13. Um, wow. Lost a little respect from him tonight. I think uh, he should have had him dead last at 17 like I did. Uh, it is what it is. I get his point, but uh, – as a true hater, uh, the, the chat now knows where we all lie. 
again, I said he will be last in my power rankings, comma, of all the veterans. But with dot, that dot. being said, my OVP is going to be Fezzi. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And it goes along the, your same train of thought for having Cameo as the MVP for having that on there. And I still think that's a great MVP pick. But the reason I'm giving Fezzi my LVP is because the only way that that's the case is if those are the three only cameos he has ever been asked to make. Because <laughs> there's no Can other I... way that they would have us on the front page unless that's it. Like, hey, you want to look at reviews? All right, we have three. Because Well, I was going to ask you the question, Andy. Do you think he, like, let's be real. Obviously, he's probably made more than three cameos. But do you think he literally was like, you know what? I thought I killed this one. I'm an introvert. You know, I'm fucking a beast. Maybe I should literally tag this one as my second one. I get, I'm out there. I do good things. And he looked at that video and said, damn, I am good. Yeah. Do you think that's the case? It's If it's not what I said, it's what you said. And if you said, yeah. if what you said is right, still falls in line with my LVP. Because he spent almost five minutes complaining to me and proving his case as to why he should be higher. When that exact season, I had him perfectly ranked. And he knew that. He's delusional. God. All right. Last LVP of the night. Alex, who do you got for us? My LVP tonight is going to be Adam. Ooh. I'm going LV, LVP tonight. Adam, not Adam King from the challenge. I'm going Adam Meadows um, for the fact that he's not in the live chat tonight. Who knows when we'll ever listen to the podcast version. And we already kind of talked about an honorable mention of if he's going to tune in to any of the episodes, if he's going to be featured on it. So I just think, you know, he didn't contribute anything to the rankings. Not here tonight. I'm going LVP Adam Meadows. I think he's locked in the cage with Wesley right now. Probably. Has to be. Very, very uh, Kelly. Uh, chat. Listeners, blow up, blow up his Twitter, do whatever. We want him back on, but obviously he's all locked up by NC. We might no ch never see him again. No, there's no chance, NC. Uh, so with that being said, thank you guys for listening to a brand new Stir the Pod podcast show. I've been your host, Trevor. You can follow us on Twitter at Stir the Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Stir underscore the underscore pod. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Shout out, Duffy. <gasps> Bye-bye. Love you guys.